0: regarded our planet with envious eyes each of us when separated is always looking for our other half and the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love heart perception will change everything freedom is the privilege to be right freedom from the disasters of our mistakes
1: Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert Monday through Thursday 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific and on Fridays at 10.30 p.m. Pacific on Ground Zero Radio, I'm your host Ryan Gable and this is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, if you'd like to contact me directly, you can email us at r d g a b l e at yahoo.com or our backup email tstradio at protonmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook and our website www.thesecretteachings.info. You'll find our full show archive. You can listen there for free or anywhere else you listen to radio shows or podcasts. Just type in The Secret Teachings. And you can also subscribe to the ad-free archive on that same website. You'll get access to the montages, my digital books, and a private RSS feed. If you don't have the ability to subscribe, that's totally fine. Again, you can listen in the free archive, and that still supports us in a lot of different ways. Leave us a review if you have the opportunity, if you have just a moment on, say, Apple Podcasts. That would really help the show out as well, and it doesn't cost you anything, maybe 10 seconds of your time. I would really, really appreciate that. So tonight I want to share with you, to begin the show, a brief story, and then leverage that story into a much more complicated and detailed subject, a very touchy subject, that I'm going to do my best tonight to address here on the show. I'm not a big video gamer anymore, but when I was a kid, I loved playing video games as most kids do. I was a PlayStation guy, wasn't a big fan of Xbox, wasn't a big fan of some of those other gaming consoles like the GameCube was out when I was a kid. I always liked PlayStation, so I had a PlayStation 1, ended up with a PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, and I had a PlayStation 4, the original when it came out. And uh, that eventually broke down, and I, I think I actually sold it or something. And I haven't really played many video games in the last like six years. On occasion, I play Fallout or Skyrim or something like that. I think I played like two two or three weeks. I play. I, I think I bought a month past like the PlayStation Network, and I played Fallout seventy six because it was based in uh, the town that I went to high school in. Part of it. In West Virginia so I haven't played a lot of video games recently but recently again recently I've decided I think I might get back into playing video games just on the side something to to do in the evening to relax and not have to be stressed that I just feel like I'm always working and that's not a bad thing I just feel like I'm always working so I wanted to play some video games so recently I broke the PlayStation 4 out I have a I had bought a used one two years ago or so and I decided to break it out and I turned it on and it said it needed to update so I tried to update it it didn't didn't update right I followed the instructions on the PlayStation website I took a flash drive I converted it to was it FAT32 I put the file on there I up, uploaded it followed the instructions it, it didn't work so I don't know if it was broken or whatever the case was, but all indications were it was broken. So I decided, you know what? I'm so tired <laughs> of having used crappy stuff. I just bought this new microphone, something I saved up for, little birthday gift for myself. I thought I'm going to go buy a PlayStation, and I have got a bunch of old PlayStation games. So I'm going to go buy a PlayStation. So I looked online, and I don't like going to stores like Best Buy or Target but I looked online and then I I was because this was like seven o'clock last night and when I get something in my in my head I'm gonna do it so it's like seven o'clock last night and Best Buy closed at eight I looked on their website and it said they had PS4 and it said they had some PS4 bundles which used you know bundles used to be a deal now it's just like they're just charging you for the game (laughs) you pay the same price ridiculous I guess people don't notice that. So I drove down to Best Buy just south here of where I live in Tucson. I got out of the car and I go to the Best Buy and I looking around and I've only been at Best Buy one time in the last year. I was looking for a cable for my board here. My, I was looking for an XLR cable, which apparently they don't sell those anymore. But I go into the Best Buy. Long story short, I'm talking to this guy in electronics. I had to find somebody first because there's like nobody working there. And I said, you have PS4s. It says online you have them at this location. And he says, oh, no, we don't sell those anymore. So I'm a little bit frustrated, but I understand it's not this guy's fault. You know, sometimes the website's messed up. He said, it might be because we got one in recently. He said, I'm not sure why, but we kept it up front. And if people asked, we told them we had one. So he said, "You you could go up front. I don't know if they sold it. So I go up front gentleman up front very very nice very courteous he says to me that they did sell the ps4 he said but we have the ps5s if you're interested in that and i said i don't know it's just like a huge price difference i don't really have the the budget even for a ps4 but i said what is what is the price he said well normally it would be it's $399 for the ps5 i'm going somewhere with this story so please stay tuned PS Five is like three ninety nine, but he said we only have the bundle for God of War, and it's like four sixty. And I said, oh, that's way more than I'd be willing to spend. Uh, but I said, yeah, while I've got you here, like, what is the PS Five? Because I don't know anything about it. I said, is it is it basically just updated hardware, processor things like that? And he said, yeah, essentially, it's that. Little graphics are a tiny bit better, but not not much. And he says that the the edition that they have in stock is the disc edition. Now I said, disc edition. I said, what is the disc? Adi- what do you mean disc edition? Aren't they all discs? And I mean, maybe this just means I'm, I'm old or I'm, <laughs> I'm 31. I'm going to be 32 on Monday on the 30th. I, I thought maybe this make, means that I'm old. I just don't know what's going on in the world. And I said, what's the disc edition? And he said, Oh, it's like just a regular. You put your discs in. I said, also oh, it's backward compatible. He said, yeah, or with most games, anyway, it's supposed to be. And I said, so what's the... By disc edition, you're implying there's a non-disc edition. And he said, well, there's a digital edition. And I said, okay, so hold on a second. You're telling me that the new PlayStations, and therefore any PlayStation or Xbox from here on out, is probably not going to have a disc option. It's all going to be digital. And he said, well, that's that's probably where it's going. This guy was very nice and very knowledgeable... Very, very um, courteous, and he gave me a couple game recommendations, and I ended up uh, uh, finding a used copy of one of the games he recommended. I think it was—I think it's called Ghosts of Tsushima. It's a samurai game. I thought that'd be fun to play. So I leave Best Buy. Didn't get what I wanted there. And long story short, I drive over to Target, which I'm not proud of. I don't <laughs> I don't like Target. I go in there, and I notice that this Target, this is a big Target. It's in a wealthy side of town. This Target didn't have any of the typical rainbow flags, and I saw they got these signs at most Targets that say, like, we, it's online, too, like, we we support queers. Literally, that's not me saying that. They've got signs in the store that said we support queers or something like that. I don't know what that means. But anyway, I go in this Target. I notice that the rich. The rich target with the security guards—they didn't have a lot of that stuff. They had one Black History Month section, which I can understand. That—that that makes, I guess, that makes sense. And that was it. So it was like a nice target. I go in there and I—I'm trying to find somebody. Now again, there's an, there's a point. There's an apex to this story. There's a there's a meaning meaning behind why I'm telling you this. It's not just therapy, which I appreciate it if if you take it as therapy. So I go into the target and I'm looking around and I go to like, I had to find electronics. I used to work in target for the record. So I go back and there's nobody in electronics, which is pretty typical. It's like 7:45 PM. They close in about an hour. And when I worked at target, I had to, I had to face like organize the shelves of the toy department and the electronics department. So I was looking in the toy department thinking, okay, maybe my, my knowledge of working in Target could pay off. I'm going to find a guy real quick or a lady and I'm going to have them help me. Nobody. It was almost like a ghost town. It was nobody in there. So I finally saw some woman over in the clothing department and this woman was so nice, so sweet, so courteous. She says, I can call somebody over if you want. And I said, yeah, I'd, I'd really appreciate that. So she calls somebody. 10 minutes, nobody comes over. I go back to the woman and I said, n- nobody came as you can imagine, nobody came over. I said, I know that they work you people pretty much to death because I worked here. And she says, and and this is where <laughs> my night turned from me trying to get a PlayStation into this would be a good show. She says to me, well, actually not. It's not just that they, they, you know, that we work, they want us to work so much, but they're cutting, they cut hours recently. Um, she, I, kind, I don't know if she could really say it directly, but kind of alluded to they're cutting people's pay. And I don't know if you could guess how many people are working in this. The Target's a big store, and this was a Target that had like a food department. There were three people working in the whole store. In Best Buy, I only saw like maybe four people, including the security guard up front. So Target's got three people working. Now, long story short, I right, to get the get the electronics guy, and he's like, "Yeah, they, we don't have the PS4s. They only they only sell them online." Again, the website says they have them in that particular store, but you know, can't trust computers. So he says they got the PS5, and he tells me he's like, "Yeah, we're selling the PS5 with the God of War bundle that Best Buy has for four sixty. We're selling it for six hundred dollars." Now I'm all about a free market, but I just got kind of confused by that. I thought. You're selling it for six hundred. I said six hundred. I said Best Buy next door has it for four sixty. He's like, I don't know, that's what they priced it as. I said, well, that's kind of strange. I said, is that the disc one? Kind of sound like I know what I'm talking about. He said, he said, yeah, it's the disc one. I said, so it's six hundred dollars. Like that's a, that's a lot of money for a PS five. I can get like a I could order it for four hundred. The God of War doesn't cost two two hundred dollars. So I, I I end up leaving Target. I didn't get it. And I leave Target and I'm thinking, okay, I, I worked at a Target and I know that this store, like any other store, has gone downhill even more so. And they cut hours, they cut pay, they only want like two or three people working. There's one person at the register, the electronics guy and the woman in clothing. That's all that was working at the store. I don't know if one of them was it was a manager or what, what the situation was. But I started thinking, the story that I was... <laughs> Experiencing with the PlayStations and then with the no employees kind of sounds like the Great Reset a little bit, doesn't it? Because the new PlayStations, although they have a disc version, or even if you don't know much about PlayStation, I'm sure I would assume Xbox is doing something similar. But they don't have uh, they don't have many disc versions. It's almost all digital. Which means, for those of you who have never played video games, you could always buy a digital game and it would download to your console uh, through the PlayStation Store. You could always um, you could play older games, even if the system wasn't backward compatible. You could play older games by downloading them or by accessing them and playing them through the PS PlayStation servers. But now the new consoles, you can't do that, apparently. You could, I mean, you can, they have the disk drive option. The disk drive is more expensive, but it's pretty much digital. And from here on out, it will be digital, which means that you will literally, I guess, with the exception of the PlayStation 5, you will own nothing and you will be happy playing your games that you no longer physically have copies of. And just like Fallout 76, for those of you who don't know video games, Fallout 76, if you're interested, you could look up the title. Fallout 76 is a game where you have to have an internet connection to play the game. Now, you could perhaps mod it. You could do, I mean, there might be like a sandbox type mode to it or something, but you pretty much have to have internet connection and you have to have a PlayStation pass. So you have to pay every month to play a game you already bought. So it's kind of ridiculous. And the new consoles are, everything's digital. So you won't own anything and you'll be happy. And parallel to that is I go to Best Buy, go to Target. And there's nobody working. And I've been to Target a few times since then, uh, or not since then, excuse me, before then. And it's the same thing. There's like, there's nobody working at the store. It doesn't matter what time it is, there's like nobody working. And everything is being replaced, whether you go to a Sprouts grocery store or Target, wherever, with those automated checkouts or really manual checkouts, and not automated. A human is automated for you as a customer. A machine is you manually doing it. Actually, I went to a, I went to Lowe's the other day to get a light bulb. Same thing. Some woman comes up. She's working in the, the, the self-checkout. And she says, uh, she's like, yeah, you can just use that. She's like telling me how to use it. She's like, you can just use that, scan your item. It's all fast. And I said, okay. So I put start to put money in. She's like, well, you can just put all the money in at once. It was like 24 bucks. I bought a couple boxes of light bulbs. And I said, no, no, I'm, I'd rather just put it in one by one. She's like, oh, but it'll count it for you. And I said, actually, you know what? I don't trust your machine. I don't trust Lowe's. I don't trust the people that program the machine. I'm not going to put $30 in the machine, like a 20 and a 10 or whatever. I, I had like a bunch of ones. I, I don't trust that it's going to count it as what I'm putting into it. She's like, oh, but the machine will count it. Like she didn't understand it. So I was like, no, I'll just put it in one by one to make sure it's taking the the dollars the way that That I'm reading them. So, long story short, Best Buy, Target, you'll own nothing, you'll be happy, and there's basically no employees working. Now, for me, I've worked on myself a lot, and I'm not as upset and angry as I used to be. (laughs) Hopefully, you can tell that. And also, I have worked at a Target, so I understand I'm not mad at the guy that works in electronics or the lady that was working in the clothing department. I'm not mad at them. I'm not upset at them. I know that they're worked like, basically they're worked like slaves and uh, get paid very little and then they have their hours cut and just enough to not quit. And that's pretty much it. So I'm not mad at them. But I am mad at the overall situation. I I don't like that employees are being replaced with self-checkouts, not because it's an economic thing, but because it makes it more difficult You can't interact with people. And eventually it's going to be nobody's going to be working at the store at all. And it'll be just a robot that you ask or you plug a command in. I'd like this and then it gets it for you or whatever. And then maybe they have one person at the gate working, the door working, something like that to make sure that people aren't totally just stealing things. But the thing that doesn't make any sense is why would Target cut hours and cut pay and not have anybody working this is a store that lost four hundred million. That's four zero zero million dollars because of. I mean, I, I would say it's allowed. They've allowed four hundred million dollars of allowed theft. That is that's a half a billion dollars in theft. And I and I couldn't help but think because I told my fiance Hope when I got home, I I told her the story and she said, "Well, it's probably the cutting hours and." Only having three people working—that's probably how they're making up for the half a billion dollars in losses. And I, 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 th- I thought, yeah, maybe that's what it is. I mean, that I, I think that's being—I think the theft is being subsidized. So anyway, anyway, for the for those of you who are just joining us, I'm not just using this as a therapy session. There's kind of a, a, a method to the madness here. My point is, here's a store that four hundred million dollars in theft, and they can't afford to pay their employees. They claim. So they cut hours, they cut benefits or they cut you know the, the, the amount of money that people are making or they try to scale it back and they only have a few people working doing multiple jobs. It's like if you have half a billion dollars to throw down the toilet, you have enough money to pay your employees. Unless the whole point of it, the whole goal of it is to demoralize and demean your employees and force all the good people out and then eventually force everybody out. And just have machines running the day-to-day operations. Then you don't have to pay anybody. That's probably what it's about. In the same way that the PlayStation 5 and any subsequent uh, console will be totally digital. You won't be able to own a physical game anymore. It'll be all on the internet. And you'll have to have a connection. And probably a, have to pay for a PlayStation Pass every month. So you have to buy the system. Pay for the Pass. And you'll just have to have internet connection and have to pay them to basically rent the games if, you know, in perpetuity, forever, if you want to play them. And I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised at some point if it's like you can't even buy a system anymore. You just have to, you basically have to rent it from Sony. I mean, Microsoft is bad. Sony's just as bad now. And it's the, it's the idea that you won't own anything and, and you'll be happy about it. Everything will be automated. So that, to me, it makes me really angry. It makes me angry that I won't be able to own anything, but I'm told I'll be happy. And I see that in the PlayStation five, an example of where the future is, is taking us or where we're heading. And then in the, I'm angry at the fact that they treat these people like garbage and they don't pay them enough because I used to work there, but they have money to pay for theft. All the hundreds of millions of dollars, not of like estimated income, but like, What like paying for products that they're just losing out the door because of theft. Now, that makes me angry. It makes me angry. And these are all the cornerstones of the world economic forum, right? You'll own nothing. You'll be happy. Everything will be automated and run by machines. And we have to prepare for an angrier world, right? You have to prepare for that angrier world. I I tell you what, uh, maybe it's just because I've done this For so long, but I went to get a PlayStation last night and it turned into an experience of what the world is becoming as a result of groups like the World Economic Forum. So I was thinking about this and I, by the way, this was on uh, Tuesday night this week. This was earlier this week. And I wanted to save this for tonight. And I was thinking of, of this and what I mean, obviously, if you know, the, the World Economic Forum says people are going to be angrier uh, when people are are angry and people tend to not have all of the either necessities to live or they're so bare bone and people have no no ability, no resources to be entertained and to let off steam, etc. I mean, it's not just an angrier world, it becomes a Say a more violent world, a more dangerous world. Even if it's just perceptually, it becomes a more dangerous place, a more dangerous world. Uh, I don't know if you saw, I'd imagine that you have, the protests in Atlanta or the grieving of the families and the communities because of the Lunar New Year shooting uh, and that was in California. These two stories really stood out to me. And the reason they stood out to me was because you've got, once again, you got violence and protests over the the death of, in this case, an activist. And you've got the case of what they keep saying. Asian Americans are, are under attack. And it turns out that the person that did the, the killing was actually Asian. So, but, but the, the reason I bring this up in regard to the story I just shared with you is we, we've, we've all recently learned that a lot of doctors on social media, if you've listened to this show, you've learned a lot of doctors on social media, according to this article in the San Francisco Standard, they're not real, they're fake, they're made up, they don't exist. And despite the assurances that their loved ones died from COVID-19, these doctors uh, not only don't exist, but their profiles seem obsessed with like rainbow flags and ukraine it's just like creating this profile this this archetype this image it's like rainbow flags ukrainian flags you know lgbtq pro war pro vaccine and but they're not these aren't even real people so it's kind of like the 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 sandy hook dilemma like i don't think that it was a fake event um but there's a question of what is real and what is fake and when you look at this series of protests in Atlanta we're going to get into this in the next break you got a guy that or a person a they, them whatever a non-binary person who goes by this fake name and they were a climate activist and they were killed by the evil police and it just sounds like a comic book or it sounds like a, a script that's being written doesn't mean these people don't exist but we'll talk about this when we come back from break making a martyr is the name of tonight's show And we're going to break down what that means throughout the broadcast tonight. Not making a murderer, making a martyr. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Don't go anywhere. From Ground Zero to The Secret Teachings, keep your dial tuned to Ground Zero Radio it's 2023 the year of the rabbit and you're listening to the secret teachings on ground zero radio
0: this is the secret teachings if you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash the secret teachings.
1: Hey there, it's Ryan Gable. You know you can always listen to the secret teachings Monday through Friday on groundzero.radio. I don't need it. And for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. I don't need it. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed.
0: definitely don't need it.
1: Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today.
0: I need
1: it! Your support economically and energetically will
0: keep us on air into the future. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy then why not check out the book occult arcana maybe you want to look at technology black goo UFOs and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out The Technological Elixir or if that's not enough, check out Good Philosophy. All three of these books are available in soft cover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings But most importantly, it supports
1: you. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken! Hello folks, this is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings.
0: Excellent shows with your host, Ryan Gable.
1: If you've been listening to the secret teachings, you've heard us talk about the fact that a lot of doctors or experts, particularly on social media, doctors and experts that tell you to do certain things like get your booster shot or wear a mask or stand up for LGBTQ plus rights or give more of your money to Ukraine. It all seems to be strangely connected. I don't know what the. What the connection is, because I mean that more kind of rhetorical, just kind of rhetoric. I don't know what this means, but I do know what it means. Um, It means that these people aren't real. And I don't mean that figuratively. I mean, they're not actually real people. We discussed recently how a lot of these social media doctors, there's more than a few, who have rainbow flags and who have Ukrainian flags and tell you to get your vaccine and all that. They're not actually real people, like they don't actually exist. It's not that they're actors, they literally don't exist. They're fake accounts, many of which interact with one another. They are sock puppets. For those of you who don't know what sock puppets are, sock puppets, the term comes from about 10, 11, 12 years ago, somewhere around that time frame, when the U.S. military was using psychological warfare in the Middle East largely through the internet to influence people to do things like overthrow their government or commit acts of terrorism, et cetera, to spy on people, et cetera. And it would mean that you have a a military agent or officer, probably somebody in cyber warfare, and they would run, I mean, it was like dozens. It could have been up to like 50 accounts, I think with complex backgrounds and photographs and looks like they have a family. People that are, again, totally made up, totally made up. They're not real. The pictures might be real, stock photos, or they could be now computer-generated, AI-generated images where you could put a person into any situation. You could have a picture of some doctor and you know his wife or something that out at a restaurant, but it's all fake. It's all made up. Whether it's stock or whether it's, you know, it's a it's a fabrication totally. It's just a computer generated image. And these agents would control these accounts to influence psychologically a population. That's Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, Libya, Egypt, wherever, and whatever. They were called sock puppets. They're kind of like bots, but they're actually run by real humans. You've probably experienced a sock puppet once or twice on Twitter, especially on Twitter or maybe Facebook or whatever other social, I don't use any other social media platform, but whatever other social media platform you use. And I would imagine also that Gab and Gitter and other social sites like that are probably filled with them as well. They're Intel agents, they're military agents. They they could be a lot of things, but they're running different accounts. They're called sock puppets. So, that's what a lot of these doctors are, nurses, people that are experts making diagnoses, you know, without seeing the patient, which is very, isn't that unethical and isn't that a, I mean, shouldn't that just be like a violation of the most basic medical practices, practices and standards? People, people on Twitter, doctors on Twitter? Oh, Damar Hamlin definitely didn't collapse because of a, of a vaccine. Well, he, he might not have collapsed because of a vaccine, but how, how do you know that if you're not there? Like He's still on the field. They're still doing CPR, so how do you know that? Well, it turns out most of these doctors, the point is, are totally fake. They're totally made up. They don't exist. They're not real. I don't mean they're actors. I don't mean they're not real people figuratively. I mean they're actually not real people. Now, there are real people behind the accounts, but the images and the persona, the mask, is totally fake and you get this when you look at these accounts the San Francisco Standard broke broke this down they're all promoting not only vaccines and masks and social distancing and talking about how time fa- about how family members died from covid but also rainbow flags and ukrainian flags like it all comes together you're pro vaccine pro mandate you know anti choice pro pro ukraine pro nazi pro cultural marxism in the rainbow flag etc and you know these are supposed to be doctors it doesn't make any sense now we get the we know the alex jones story right alex jones has been ordered to pay this obscene ridiculous non-existent amount of money because of what he talked about in regard to sandy hook all those years ago uh, i mean i remember listening to alex jones all those years ago and and the sandy hook story and, I mean, he talked about it, but it was like anything else. It was a comment, and, and, and there was always something else to discuss. But it's kind of like Edward Snowden said. It's what he said about you can use the, what they're going to do, the security state. They're going to use things you did in the past, and then they're going to take those things and hold on to them. And when they want to destroy you in the future or they want to use something against you to bring you down, discredit you, They'll just go back into the history. They'll pull out things you said, things you did, things you posted, and then use that to nuke you in the present and destroy you in the present. And that's what they've done with, even if you don't like Alex Jones, that's fine. You don't have to like Alex Jones. But his case is a great example where you can't, and despite the fact that he apologized to the families like a thousand times, it doesn't doesn't matter. They don't want an apology. They want to destroy you. So the reason I bring up Sandy Hook is because like when that first happened, I questioned the story, not not necessarily because I didn't think it happened. I just when those kinds of things do happen, the first thing that comes to my mind is SSRIs. I think that the person is psychotic, they're on drugs, there's usually been warnings to the FBI or local law enforcement. When I say an event is staged, I mean the individual was allowed to do what they did. Some of the stories might be faked or staged, but the whole point is preventing you scaring people from even having the ability to debate or to talk about what happened at an event like Sandy Hook. So the, the, the word here that is important to, to play around with and try to figure out what it means is, what is fake? Was Sandy Hook staged or fake? How do you define these words? You, an event can happen, but was it allowed to happen? And if it's allowed, to, like Pearl Harbor, Pearl Harbor was allowed to happen. FDR allowed Pearl Harbor to happen. That this, this should not be a debatable thing to anybody. So does that mean Pearl Harbor was staged? No. Thousands of soldiers died. Civilians died. And it was all because FDR wanted an excuse to enter into World War II. And I'm sure it wasn't just FDR, it was, you know, his handlers and the military-industrial complex at that time as well. But the point is, Pearl Harbor happened. I mean, maybe you don't think Pearl Harbor happened. I think Pearl Harbor happened. Pearl Harbor happened, but it was fake or staged in the sense that it was allowed to happen. And even staged in the sense that the U.S. kept, you know, the majority of the Pacific fleet in in a tight position there At Pearl Harbor, it's it's weird, like knowing the Jap, like they knew the Jap. This isn't debated either. They knew the Japanese were were um, making a journey in that direction. They knew that they had gone off radar like you could assume there would be an attack. Why would you put all the ships tightly together unless it was staged? But that doesn't mean that people didn't die. It doesn't mean that uh, for the people there, the uh, the soldiers there on the ships it It doesn't mean that they weren't taken by surprise. So I know this might, for some of you, be overstating the obvious, but it's really important to recognize that when somebody says something is staged or something is fake, that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. That doesn't mean that people still didn't die. And I've said that for years, even about Sandy Hook. It doesn't mean people didn't die. It just means, what is it being leveraged to do? Was it allowed to happen? Was the person sponsored or pushed, was the action cultivated, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's a very important thing to to recognize. Especially because we've been told by Klaus Schwab, our unelected overlord, that the world is going to be an angrier place. And the world is going to be an angrier place because, well, I mean, they talk about climate change and disease. What really makes the world an angrier place is when you have the resources when you have the energy, when you have the food, but nobody really has access to these things except the ultra-wealthy because all the resources, the food, the energy, etc., are being hoarded and vertically integrated into the Elysium society or the Elysium space station, if you will. There's plenty of food and plenty of resources, plenty of energy that things shouldn't cost, a fraction of what they cost. It's not because of greed, it's because of power brokers that want to control the population. Whether that's control through energy, control through food, control through something like Henry Kissinger said about oil and and food, control the oil, you control the country, control the food, control the people, but also control the language. If you control the language, you control the brain, you control the mind, you control perception of reality. We discussed this on a on a show Uh, On on Tuesday, we discussed this, uh, what was the show called? Leaning Tower of Babel. It's a really good show. If you missed it, it's in the archive at thesecretteachings.info. So, fake doctors and sock puppets. What is fake, though? You could still have a real picture, but it's a fake account. It's a sock puppet run by the military, run by some corporation, whatever, an event like Sandy Hook can take place. Kids can die. People can die. There could actually be a shooter. Maybe there's multiple shooters. But that doesn't mean it also can't be staged or fake in the sense of how does the news cover it? Was the, like Pearl Harbor, was the event allowed to happen as a pretext for something else? And I'm just saying saying these things generally speaking just to get you to think about Any kind of major event. Like for example. Riots. Or they call them. Protests. Quote unquote. But riots in Atlanta. Earlier this week. Riots in Atlanta. Because a person. We'll get to who this person was. A person. Was killed. By police. Who. I, I, they, they want you to think that this person was killed by police because they were, um, just an innocent bystander who was protesting the development of a, was like a police training facility. But the whole story is a little bit more than that. I'm going to read you this article, get all the details here, and I won't rant. Let's just look at the details. The Independent found this article. Atlanta rocked by violent protests over police killing of environmental activist. A protest turned violent. Well, a violent protest would be a riot, so it probably should be called a riot or an insurrection maybe. Protest turned violent in downtown Atlanta over the weekend in the wake of the death of an environmental activist who was killed after authorities said the 26-year-old shot a state trooper. Most of the mainstream media reported, I looked at the other articles, that this 26-year-old environmentalist was just an environmentalist, man. And this environmentalist was just trying to stop the tearing down of trees and was resisting the fascist police in Atlanta. So they killed him or her or whatever they are. And I'm, I don't mean that offensively. They, they, they go by the name they. So whoever, whatever they are. Uh, little, little bit of a foreshadow of, of the rest of the story. So they want you to think an environmentalist was killed by these fascist pigs, right? But that's not actually what happened. The 26-year-old environmental activist actually shot a state trooper. So masked activists dressed in all-black You can assume that they're probably Antifa. That's the the garb. They threw rocks and lit fireworks in front of a skyscraper that houses the Atlanta Police Foundation. Part of this riot or this protest turned violent. Talk about wordplay. Very much like when the CNN headquarters was broken into or numerous Starbucks or big banks were broken, even though windows broken, even though they're the ones that finance and fund this kind of garbage. Oh, no, we got attacked, too. So we're the victims. Yeah, but you, you support it. You financed it. You're not a real victim. So masked activists in all black, they threw rocks, they lit fireworks, they broke glass in front of the Atlanta Police Foundation, which is this big skyscraper in Atlanta which is also where CNN is. They then lit a police car on fire. No indication if that police car was placed there or if they just burned a police car. Because in Rochester, when they had riots back during the summer of love, summer of hate, uh, police officers, I don't know if they were instructed, but they placed older police cars in areas where protesters could burn them so they wouldn't destroy other property. So I don't know if this car was placed there or if it was just a a typical police car that they're still using. They also vandalized other buildings with anti-police graffiti, according to the Independent, as, quote, stunned tourists scattered. Yes, because you would expect to see that in maybe a third world country or in a developing country or in an unstable country. Where the government's not really, it's not really stable. Things could collapse at any time economically. You'd expect to see that kind of thing, but not, you know, not in an American city. Even even in Atlanta, you wouldn't expect to see that. But this is what they did: black hooded, black masked, black clothed, anarcho-communists threw rocks and lit fireworks in front of the Atlanta Police Foundation and sp- sprayed anti-police graffiti. Now, why did they do this? the death of the environmental activist who shot a state trooper, but they keep that piece of information out of the story because they have to create, even if this is a real person, which it probably is, the way that they can fake the story is by keeping information out of the story so they can create, they can make their martyr. The violent protesters, according to this article, I'm still reading the article directly, the violent protesters were a subsection of hundreds of demonstrators who had gathered and marched up Atlanta's famed Peachtree Street to mourn the death of a protester named Gusha or Guita, Tortuguita. Now, this wasn't their real name, T-O-R-T-U-G-U-I-T-A, reportedly. This was a name that they chose. This was a name that they went by. It's just a name that they 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 picked. So they're already—they already have a fake character here, a fake persona. It's not who they really are. Maybe they didn't give their their real name. You know, they're an anarcho-communist, anti-fascist, pro-fascist. They're Antifa, is what they are. Just like all the people that attacked the police foundation in Atlanta, they're all Antifa. They're an anarcho-communists. They're like the Men in Black. They have their fingerprints burned off and they have no identifying features. They're just mindless drones that work for the Communist Party. And that's not rhetoric, that's historical fact. Now this person, we'll call them tort, is a non-binary person and they used they, it pronouns. Now that is not what I'm saying, that's what the Independent is reporting and others a non binary person who went by the name Tort Uguita, who used they, them pronouns. Now, Tort was killed on Wednesday, at, and this wasn't uh, yesterday, Wednesday, uh, as authorities cleared a small group of protesters from the site of a planned Atlanta area public safety training center that activists have dubbed. Cop City. So they did not like this Atlanta area public safety training center. Maybe that's probably rhetoric and probably propaganda as well used by the police. It's a public safety training center. So the Antifa rioters called it Cop City. Now I want I want I want to be clear about this. I want you to understand that to to break this down simply, they're building this Public Safety Center. Activists are concerned about the trees being torn down. So the environmentalists go and protest. One of them gets killed because they actually shot a state trooper, but the media keeps that out of the news. So they make their martyr. An environmentalist who uses they, it pronouns, who's non-binary was killed by fascist pig police officers just trying to defend A helpless oak or a helpless pine or whatever the trees were. But that's not the whole story. This person was a radical individual who attempted to murder a police officer and rightly was killed in response to that. That's my opinion. You shoot a police officer, those police officers have a right to blow you away. Period. But that's my opinion. that's why I'm not a police officer because I wouldn't I, I have a lot of respect for good police officers. I would not be able to handle that job. You shoot a police officer. I'm not shooting you in the leg. Put it that way. But that's just me, and maybe I'm mean, but let's continue with the article. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation said that Tort was killed after shooting and injuring a state trooper. Activists question the official version of events, calling it murder and demanding an independent investigation. Now, you can imagine that you could easily produce the state trooper who was shot. A state trooper a little bit different than a regular police officer. I mean, they've definitely got cameras on their dashboard. How was the state trooper shot? Where were they shot? Maybe questions for an independent investigator to, to figure out, to answer. But you'd imagine that it'd be like, shooting fish in a proverbial barrel. Like, well, here's the state trooper. He was shot. There's the bullet. There's the gun. There's the shooter. And then we killed the shooter. But activists don't believe that. No, the fascist pigs are making it up. Oh, really? So the police now are engaged in creating these fake stories and the Antifa left-wing extremists don't believe the official story. I mean if that's the case then I think all these Antifa black hooded black robed some of them actual satanists but anarcho communists I think they need to be they need to be sued like Alex Jones and the the family of the state troop. need to sue them for a billion dollars then because you, they're denying that this guy was shot they're denying the story they make they're saying it's made up According to the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, the incident was not recorded on body cameras. That's unfortunate. You'd Imagine that it would be. So maybe the police are up to something shady. I'm trying to be objective here. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation, the GBI, said last Friday that it determined the trooper was shot in the abdomen by a bullet from a handgun that was in tort's possession. So you might not have the video, but... But if if the cop has a bullet lodged in his abdomen and you can trace that bullet easily to the gun in the hand of the person you just killed because he shot shot this state trooper, then it should be pretty easy to to figure out that, hey, this guy tried to murder a, a state trooper. So we we shot him pretty simple. Go home. Word of Saturday's protest, however, had been widely circulated ahead of time on social media. So plenty of people were aware that, hey, we're going to burn parts of the city of Atlanta. Come and join us. Now, when I read this article, as I'm reading it, I'm thinking, I'm going to take another guess here that most of these people are probably not from Atlanta. We'll get to what the article says about that in a second. So, protesters protesting in the name of environment, in the environment, to push back against a police training center or some kind of community peace training police center. Guy, guy, girl, they, them, whatever they call themselves, tort, shoots a state trooper, state trooper is shot, and then they kill the guy or the girl or whoever it was that shot them. And then protests erupt because information was circulated on social media. Now, people are shot every day. Chicago, Baltimore, Washington, you name it. Every day, people are shot. Normally, you don't get this kind of protest or reaction. But when it's someone who works for the mob, when it's someone who works for whoever's paying the the, the bills of these people, someone who works for the anarcho-communist Politburo, then suddenly social media becomes inflamed and it draws out all of the other hive mind drones to loot and to riot and to burn cities. So that is, I'd say, a characteristic of, of the archetype of what we're dealing with here. A police statement said the protesters damaged property at several locations along Peach Street, a corridor of hotels and restaurants, adding that several arrests were made and order was quickly restored to the downtown space. Kind of. Not really, but kind of. Now, police say it's still an ongoing investigation. And police are in Atlanta, to their to their credit, they're not really dealing with it. Uh, they, they, they're just saying we're not putting up with this and they're putting a stop to it. So that's a positive thing. You don't get that in every city. But I'm sure that the police... Still have some responsibility in this, and the police probably aren't telling the truth either. So I'm not taking one side or the other here. But what I find particularly interesting is the article says this. Seven people were arrested during the raid and charged with domestic terrorism and criminal uh, criminal trespass. These people had edge weapons, pellet rifles, gas masks, a blowtorch. These people... Range. I just, this is unbelievable. They range from 20 to 34 years old. So young activists, red guards, basically. And none are Georgia residents. So the people there protesting cop city weren't Georgia residents. Another characteristic that fits the bill. Making of a martyr. Tonight on The Secret Teachings. When we come back from break, we're going to go further into this Atlanta story and into the Monterey Park story, the shooting of the Lunar New Year celebration in California, and uh, tie all this together and show you, well, how you make a martyr. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this. Don't go anywhere. From the occult and theology to history and the paranormal, The Secret Teachings Radio Show brings you that and more Monday through Friday on GroundZero.Radio.
0: You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at rdgable at
1: yahoo.com. If you're looking to learn more in 2023, then look no further than books from The Secret Teachings. The technological elixir explores UFOs, artificial intelligence, and demonic contracts in the entertainment industry. Liberty Shrugged is an illuminating and nonpartisan look into American history, focusing on natural law, slavery, and the war for independence. Food Philosophy is not a diet book, but it does help alleviate confusion over food industry propaganda with specific focus on bizarre ingredients that are put into your foods. And Occult Arcana is a compendium of esoteric wisdom, from theology and sympathetic magic to witchcraft, voodoo, and the origins of holidays. Get physical and digital copies of these books only at www.thesecretteachings.info. And remember, all physical books also come with a digital copy as well.
0: This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret
1: Teachings. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.Radio and for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. Your support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. Thank you for your support.
0: Hi, this is Laura. I'm from Las Vegas and I listen to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable because he never fails to provide us with great information from various topics on which he's done extensive and thorough research to back them. Thank you for all that you do and all your hard work, Ryan, and thank you for sharing it with the rest of us. This is David Ike and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan gable why else would you show up with that thing on your back just three days before president business is going to use the crackle to end the world president business is going to end the world
1: but he's such a good guy and octan they make good
0: stuff music dairy products coffee tv shows surveillance systems all history books voting machines wait a minute welcome to the darkness i hope you find it enlightening think about your hero when you're at Ground Zero, and
1: crawl up to the fall, of uh, back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio.
0: Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings.
1: are listening to the secret teachings radio this is hour number two and I am your host Ryan Gable thank you so much for joining us whenever and wherever you are listening around the world it is Friday January 27th 2023 and this story that we're discussing tonight is a is a week old but it's a timeless story in fact This story is not just timeless. This story is characteristic of the way in which media and social justice groups and politics carry out their agendas today. I've named tonight's show The Making of a Martyr. An environmental activist in Atlanta who went by the name Tort Uguita calling them tort tonight on the show, was killed by police after shooting a state trooper. Now, this environmental activist used they, it pronouns, and they were a non-binary person. So a lot of check marks, a lot of boxes checked. Non-binary, they, it, fake name, alter ego, fake persona, LGBTQ, and they also care about trees. They're an environmental activist. So that really checks off a lot of boxes there. Now, what happened is there is an Atlanta area public safety training center, $90 million project that's being built. And it involves, in order to build this place, cutting down trees. So environmental activists went out and they protested. They oppose the investing of that money in the police center in general, saying that it trains police for urban warfare, and they also oppose it because it I guess they had to cut some trees down. Now, there were 25 campsites located at the site of where this thing was being built. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation, the GBI, reported that those 25 campsites were, were removed on Wednesday last week. And what police found were mortar-style fireworks, pellet rifles, gas masks, blowtorches, and edged weapons. They weren't specific, but they found edged weapons. So these protesters were armed. And these protesters were, you can imagine, at least potentially violent based on the stuff that they brought with them. They were ready to protect the trees and stand up for the common person so they won't be killed with urban warfare, as they called it. And that's a quote. They said that the police were training for urban warfare. And for the record, I think that police are greatly underfunded, but in some places, police have equipment and weapons that I'm not sure if police need in certain areas. You know stuff. You might need that in Southern Arizona to deal with the cartels and the drugs, but you probably don't need that in small town America. You know, basically armored vehicles to (laughs) at a traffic stop. But anyway, trying to be objective about this. So they find these campsites, edge weapons, pellet rifles, gas masks. Clearly intent to be violent. Clearly intent to cause harm, etc. Now, when they go in to raid this campsite, or these 25 individual campsites, where they go in to raid these campsites, seven people were arrested and charged with domestic terrorism and criminal trespass. Good thing that Georgia actually has a prosecutor who will prosecute criminal scum, trash, garbage. Good thing that Georgia's taking out some of the garbage, at least. Seven people arrested during the raid and charged with domestic terrorism. Now, don't let that make you think that I'm not an environmentalist or I like urban warfare, whatever these activists are arguing. I just think that when you bring weapons and then you get weird when police might put their hand on their gun because you're holding um, an edged weapon, a blowtorch, pellet rifles, fireworks that you're firing into buildings. Pretty sure those cause fires anyway, so I wouldn't know why people that like trees and don't like forest fires would be carrying fireworks. uh <laughs> in the woods while they're camping. So I, I don't know, that doesn't sound very right, or blowtorches for that matter. But they they get these people arrested, they charge some of them with domestic terrorism, and they find something peculiar. These protesters, who aren't actually protesters, okay, let's be honest, they're, they're violent Antifa, anarcho-communist, anti-human, anti-American, subhuman garbage is what they are. Okay, that's, you can say that's mean, that's, that's not just my opinion, that's a fact, but it's also my opinion. But the peculiar thing is not that. The peculiar thing is they were all very young, which you can imagine, activists usually are. But according to the GBI, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, these seven people they arrested, none of them were from Georgia. None of them. So this is the weird thing you would expect... That in a city like Atlanta, it's a big, big, big city. If you've never been to Atlanta. Huge city. One of the busiest airports in the country. In the world, even. Huge city. I think I've been to Atlanta like one time. Driven through it another time. Don't like Atlanta myself, but I know it's a big city. I've been there. And I I imagine that like there are activists in Atlanta, right? There's activists in Atlanta. Wouldn't the activists locally go to protest a... Training center that's being built locally. It wasn't like it was an international police training facility and the people that were arrested came from Michigan or France or wherever. All the people that were arrested and charged were not Georgia residents. So, what that means is when the police were building the police and, well, I mean, the construction workers, the city, when they're building this training center. The people that came to protest it were not atlanta ens They were not georgia ens They were not Atlanta or Georgia residents. They were from somewhere else. Anybody find that weird? I mean, who has the time or the money? I'm here in Tucson. Who has the time or the money to just decide, I'm going to grab fireworks I'm going to grab a machete, pellet rifle, gas mask, blowtorch, and a handgun. And I'm going to drive across the country to a city that doesn't really affect me what they're doing in that city, to a city like Atlanta. And I'm going to violently aggress against the police there because they're building a training center. Don't do these people, these 20 to 34 year olds, do they not have jobs? Do they not have bills to pay? Are they all living in like a commune? They travel in like, you know, buses or something like what is, what is the story here? I don't know about you, but the average person doesn't have time to take a few hours off of work. If the average American has to leave work early one or two days a week, they might not be able to pay their bills because they're living paycheck to paycheck based on that 40 hour on average work week. So, How is it you can just not only not not have a have a job, but then have the money to acquire all this equipment and then travel across the country? I mean, yeah, you can get buses that are cheap, but like obviously somebody's financing these people. And what tells you and what confirms that, what tells you that even more so what confirms that is that they're none of them are from Georgia, now, granted, they didn't say where they were from, but maybe they were from Florida. You know, Atlanta is very close to, to Florida, very close to Jacksonville, relatively, or anywhere in North Florida. I mean, you've got South Carolina, North Carolina. There's other, I mean, they couldn't have, they might not have had to travel far. But the point is, you've got people that don't, I mean, when there's bad inflation and prices are up, but these people can still afford to live without. A job without any income and then buy equipment and then just permanently protest the building of a, of a police facility in Atlanta and they don't even live there. What's what motivation do they have? What money do they have? Where are they getting this money? Where are they getting this motivation? Maybe this is their job. Maybe this is their motivation, the, the being paid to be an activist, but you're not actually an activist. You're just a hired goon. You're just a hired thug. This is the equivalent of BlackRock or something. They're just mercenaries, is what they are. That's the story. If you want to read it, it's in the Independent. Atlanta rocked by violent protests over police killing of environmental activists. That environmental acti- activist uh, named Tort, non binary, they, it pronouns, and they were an environmental activist. A lot of checks being made. And when the police killed this activist, 26-year-old, they said that they killed this 26-year-old because, well, he, they, it, shot a state trooper. Now, if the police were really as angry and violent as the protesters suggest, wouldn't they have just gone into the 25 campsites And just basically committed an act of mass genocide? Why did they choose to kill one specific person? What motivation could it have possibly been to kill this one person? Maybe it was because he shot a state trooper. But if you don't know that, what motivation would they have to kill this one person? Let everybody else live, not kill anybody else. Just arrest them and then have them prosecuted. And furthermore, they chose to kill the one person who just happens to fit every mainstream media checkpoint or talking point. They care about the environment and climate change. They're non-binary. They're they, it. They're LGBTQ, rainbow flag, trans flag. They just happen to fit that criteria? Really? I mean, if if you believe that on the surface, then you'll probably believe me when I tell you that right outside my window here, in the Sonoran Desert, is a beautiful ocean. I walk right up front of my home. I just go to the beach. I don't buy it. And once again, it doesn't mean that the person, this tort person, isn't a real person. Nobody's saying they're not a real person. It's probably a real person, probably something, somebody who's mentally ill. They identify as non-binary, they, it, because they're looking for a group they're looking for a family. They're looking for something to be a part of. I don't know their background, just a little profiling. They're looking for a movement. They're looking for purpose. And they derive purpose from disassociating from traditional binary identification. You're not a him or a her. You're a they or an it. Call me it. I mean, that's very dehumanizing. Hey, it. Hey, it. You over there. It. No, no, not not they. It. No, not you. It, it, that, that, it, that, that one. They're very young. So you can imagine they're probably angry. They're probably, they feel disenfranchised as a citizen. They've been told that America's a bad place. America wants to use police to kill innocent people. Police are doubly bad because they're tearing down trees. Not only do police officers officers kneel on the neck of black men who are overdosing on fentanyl, but they also kneel on the trunks of trees as well as they tear them down to build police centers. So all these things. And this person's probably really angry. And Antifa, anarcho-communists give them an identity where they become part of the mob. The mask's on, black Everything. You can't see them. You can't identify them. They fit into the collective. And this is what Mao Zedong, the communist dictator, mass murderer, psychopathic... I don't know what other word to use. Uh, This is what he described as, and this is what he used, what we call the Red Guards. They were all very young people. They had been brainwashed in the universities. They were brainwashed to believe in the little writing booklets of Mao Zedong, all the communist propaganda. They disassociated from families and friends and the rest of their community, and they took on a new identity, and they kind of were like Homer Simpson in the bush. They kind of just backed away from society and were absorbed into the black-hooded anarcho-communist cult. These are modern-day Red Guards. If you read any history book, about China from the late 1940s through the 1960s, you'll learn all about the Red Guards, who they were, how violent they were, and how they made everything about social justice. These are the same Red Guards, same thing, etc. But this individual, this tort individual, real person, killed, it's just convenient that they happen to fit all these, these check marks. I mean, the only thing they could add to this is that Tort was, you know, identified as black and was in a wheelchair and had been pushed down some chairs by a Trump supporter uh, who I I don't know who was. Maybe they pushed him down into the subway in the city, following them at three thirty in the morning or something like that. They threw bleach on them in the wheelchair. Oh, my God. So that's really the only other way they could make it more ridiculous. But this this is a this is an equally ridiculous narrative. So what they've done with the story, and this is what the media does. They the media did this with Trayvon Martin. I'm not saying this. That happened in the city, just right north of where I was uh, when I was living in Florida. Right, literally, right down the road from me. I went up there and I saw the protests, uh, and that really is what spawned BLM as well. Who then took the money and ran uh, and bought houses in white neighborhoods because they don't like black neighborhoods because they're, they're actual racist Marxists. And they say that they're Marxists in their own words. You know, we are trained Marxists. So that incident in, in Sanford, Florida with Trayvon Martin, remember that where they cut the audio, they chopped it up the nine one one call where the operator said, what does he look like? And what was the guy's name? Zimmerman. Like, He's black. And then they cut it so it was like, oh my God, there's a guy out here. He's black and made it a racial thing. When it wasn't and when that guy himself also has black family members. And he's like, His aunt is black <laughs> and he's he's not even white. It doesn't make any sense, right? So, And this is an important story to remember this because this is where BLM came from largely and this is the modern day violent activist, racial activist, you know, this is where the, those people came from in the modern day recently. Uh so Trayvon Martin, he now I'm not saying that Trayvon Martin deserved to be shot. And I'm not saying Trayvon Martin was a was a was a good guy. Uh I'm saying that Trayvon Martin is a young kid who was a punk kid who like like a red guard, but he wasn't an activist, but he's just a punk kid that the media, because they edited photographs they selectively chose photographs they airbrushed photographs they altered you know the storyline by editing the the 911 call etc and that's I'm not joking about that they they edited the photos of Zimmerman they edited the 911 call to make it racial and they selected like cherry picked very selectively images of Trayvon Martin where he didn't have the grills in his mouth and looked like a gangbanger, because what they were doing, even though Trayvon Martin was, you know, a young kid and he was probably a little lost in his life and looking to fit in, that's why people get involved in this, any kind of activity, whether it's gangs or whatever. Trayvon Martin, um, he looked like a gangbanger. Is a real person killed. And the thing about it is it doesn't mean that he didn't die, it doesn't mean Zimmerman didn't kill him, 17-year-old, 17-year- 17, year 17 years old by the way, but it means that the media took something real and then they created a fake story. And that is so important to remember. The media created a fake story around a real event. And this is what they did with every other mass shooting you can think of. Think of Sandy Hook. It's not that Sandy Hook didn't happen as an event, okay? It's that the media hid certain information, like how the shooter's mother worked for the Central Intelligence Agency or had worked for the CIA, had connections still to the CIA, whose dad was involved in government affairs. And then they go to quickly, you know, bulldoze the school, which is, you'd imagine they would want to do a much more thorough investigation. And it just seems weird. It seems like a, a cover-up. It doesn't mean that kids didn't die. It doesn't mean that parents aren't grieving. What should really make people upset is that the grieving parents are exploited by the media to push a narrative. This, this is what should make people mad. The mainstream media should have been sued for a billion dollars over what the mainstream media did to those parents. The mainstream media should have been sued for what they did to those dead kids. Use them as pawns as as tools in a political tug of war. Same thing with Trayvon Martin. Made it all about George Zimmerman who's not even technically white and they found photos where Trayvon Martin didn't look like a gangster, where he was much younger, and pictures of Zimmerman where he looked, you know, disheveled and cut up the 911 call. They literally created a martyr in the Trayvon Martin case, which was the spark that ignited the fire that became BLM as we know it. And then George Floyd is the most recent and powerful example. Once again, I'm not saying George Floyd was a was a good guy or a bad guy. His past doesn't necessarily justify if the police killed him intentionally because he was black. But let's be realistic. When you watch the eight minutes of police tape, the police were extremely courteous with George Floyd. If he's there like, if you have claustrophobia and an anxiety, we can leave the windows down. Sir, we just need you to sit in the back of the car And George Floyd's like, man, I ain't trying to win. I ain't trying to win. You know, using that broken, redneck, southern, uh, what did did Thomas Sowell call it? That black, redneck uh, language. I ain't trying to win. I ain't trying to win, he keeps saying. I ain't trying to win. It's like, you ain't trying to win what? What are you talking about? The cop's asking you to sit in the car. We're trying to figure out what happened. He'll roll down the window for you. And then George Floyd freaks out. Ah, man, I I can't breathe. I can't. Nobody's even touching him. And he falls out of the car and then they just cut that last segment. I can't breathe. I can't breathe because he's freaking out and they're trying to hold him down. Just like if someone was having a seizure, they're trying to hold the person down. They made a martyr of Trayvon Martin. They made a martyr of George Floyd. Trayvon Martin might have been a good kid, might have been a gangbanger. Doesn't mean he deserves to be killed unless he did something that warrants that. But it's not as simple as as the media makes it seem it's not as simple as literally black and white it's not as simple as George Floyd got pulled over or he got he did get pulled over but he was it was because of the counterfeit bills and the police just immediately were like get out of the car boy and they just beat him to death that's not what happened but that's what they want you to think happened because they're creating narratives it doesn't mean that George Floyd didn't die it doesn't mean that Trayvon Martin didn't die These are just two examples. It means that stories that were more complex, and when I say complex, I mean easier to understand because you have more details, more complex than the media made them out to be. They're not black and white. These stories were created from real events. They're like fictional accounts of of something real, like this movie, this TV show was based on real events. The Trayvon Martin story and the George Floyd story are based on real events, but the media changes the storyline to make it a racial issue, to make it an anti-police issue. This is what I mean when I say fake. The Trayvon Martin story was fake. It doesn't mean that Trayvon Martin didn't die. It doesn't mean that his community and his family weren't broken up. It also doesn't mean that he might not have, he might have been a he might have been a gangbanger. I don't know. I'm not taking a side. I'm saying that the media exploited that 17-year-old black boy and they told a fictitious tale. They spun a yarn to create division and that was the spark that led to BLM today as we know it that led to the George Floyd incident, which was also chopped to pieces. Video, the audio, the pictures, the story, the narrative. It doesn't mean that George Floyd... Maybe maybe he was a good guy. Maybe he was trying to get clean. He did have enough fentanyl to kill, a, to kill a hockey team in him, but maybe he was trying to get clean. I don't know. Maybe he thought it was a real $20 bill. I don't know. $10 bill, whatever he was counterfeiting. It doesn't matter what actually happened. What matters is the story that the media tells you. Obviously, what ha- actually happened matters because when you read about and watch the video of what really happened with Trayvon Martin or George Floyd, the media, you realize, is lying and fabricating the story. They're airbrushing photos. They're cutting 911 calls to pieces. They're taking things out of context to craft a narrative. This is exactly what the media did in the Monterey Park shooting on the Lunar New Year celebration. So let's take a look at that story. This is a PBS article. It was a joyful kickoff to the first Lunar New Year celebration in Monterey Park since before the pandemic, with large crowds filling the streets in the majority Chinese-American city near Los Angeles. They had carnival rides and food and live entertainment and all that. Sounds like a lot of fun. But the celebrations were marred by tragedy. This was Saturday. When riots were taking place in Atlanta, over in California, a gunman entered a ballroom. Shouldn't call him a gunman. Gun person entered a ballroom dance hall and opened fire, killing 10 people and wounding 10 more, sending panic revelers into the streets. The shooting left five men and five women dead and brought a jarring end to the planned two-day party that was supposed to ring in the year of the rabbit. There'll be a lot more on that as the weeks continue on as we eventually approach the Ides of March. Uh, 10 people injured, 10 people dead. And this is the year of the rabbit celebration. This is the Lunar New Year. And these are largely Chinese participants, Chinese Americans. And this shooter goes in and opens fire and kills a bunch of people. Now, the police say, and they're still saying that they can't really figure out. I mean, they might have theories, but they really don't have an official Uh, confirmed motivation for the attack. No motivation for the crime has been given and authorities said the suspect was, well, before I tell you what the suspect was, let me tell you what the media said the suspect was. The media said immediately, this is anti-Asian hate. People that don't like Asians, personally, I don't really know many people that don't like Asians, but... Like, or like anybody, people are just people. But supposedly all this Asian anti-Asian hate, and they said it was a it was a, a white supremacist or somebody just hated Asians. They went and killed them. Well, it turns out, according to Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, the seventy-two-year-old, not a young white mass shooter, the seventy-two-year-old man who did the shooting was Asian kind of throws a whole wrench in that story but if you keep that information out of the media like Trayvon Martin like George Floyd you can create a completely different narrative and story you can make a martyr out of the people or the person that died I'm Ryan Gable this is The Secret Teachings more after this don't go anywhere It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to the secret teachings on groundzero.radio.
0: This is the secret teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash the secret teachings.
1: Hey there, it's Ryan Gable. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.Radio. I don't need it. And for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. I don't need it. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed.
0: I definitely
1: don't need it. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. I need it. Your support economically and
0: energetically will keep us on air into the future. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana? Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Or if that's not enough, check out Good Philosophy. All three of these books are available in soft cover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings, but most importantly,
1: it supports you. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio.
0: Release the Kraken. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings Excellent Shows with your host, Ryan Gable.
1: A lot of us are really quick to confirm or to deny an official story, no matter what that story is, based on this kind of reflex reaction that suits our perception, that suits our ego, delusion, politics, whatever. We really need to to slow down, though. I don't care what the story is. Slow down. And we need to ask whether that's to ourselves and then go search for the information or ask if we're talking to people about controversial things, ask for definitions and, 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 and descriptions of, of what certain words mean. Like if I, if I was to tell you that the Trayvon Martin story, remember the Trayvon Martin, 17 year old black boy with the Skittles and the tea and George Zimmerman, this evil white guy who's not actually white, who actually has, you know, black aunt and he's a white supremacist racist who killed this young black kid for no reason. If I was to tell you that that story was partially fake, I know that, especially in the media, but a lot of people would assume like I'm making a statement that Flo- that that people like George Floyd, people like Trayvon Martin, or people like you know whatever, didn't exist, you know, or they they uh, they didn't actually die or. I mean it could be anything, but you just you assume that if I say the story's fake, well, that must mean Trayvon Martin didn't die. His family didn't grieve, The community didn't grieve, and it was all made up and fake. I can tell you that it wasn't. It wasn't fake. Trayvon Martin died. But the real issue here is, how do you define fake? Because there's a difference between an event like the Trayvon Martin death or George Floyd. Or what just happened in Atlanta, or what happened in Monterey Park in California this past weekend? There's a difference between someone not existing or people not actually dying, and the shooter existing and shooting and killing people and people dying. And uh, there's a difference between those two things when the the latter story is taken. And it's turned into a fictional narrative to feed a political agenda. Okay, To be more specific about what I mean and what I'm explaining here is the story of Trayvon Martin, you probably know the story. But even if you don't know the story, basically young black kid misidentified because of a racist guy. He kills the young kid that leads to protests. What they don't tell you is George Floyd, Trayvon Martin, and many other people like them um, weren't innocent angels who were just minding their own business, who were attacked by evil white people or evil police. Trayvon Martin doesn't mean that he deserved to be shot. Trayvon Martin wasn't some young kid who was just trying to, to better himself by taking college courses you know, in the evenings and picking up trash on the highway. The kid looked like a gangbanger. But the media chose pictures that were contrary to that when he was younger to paint him as some innocent young black kid who was murdered by an evil white racist. Despite the fact that George Zimmerman isn't technically white, and despite the fact that George Zimmerman also has black family members, and despite the fact that George Zimmerman only said that he was black because he was identifying Trayvon Martin to 911 operators, and we know that because the 911 call was cut by the media to make George Zimmerman look guilty of this terrible racist crime. It's totally fake, though. Totally made up. Trayvon Martin died. George Zimmerman did it. But it's not what you were told happened. It's not what you were told happened. That's not how it went down. It wasn't that simple. Same thing with George Floyd. George Floyd, not a great man. That doesn't mean he deserved to be killed. It's a guy who... Violently assaulted and broken, broken enter into the home of a woman who was pregnant, threatened to kill her. The guy was uh, in porn. He was in porn videos. He was, you know, a, a fentanyl addict and God knows what else. Doesn't mean he deserved to die. But when you watch the police cam footage, he's freaking out. He's overdosed. His two friends the police are interviewing are not. So they don't they don't get put on the ground. He's freaking out, and the police gave him several minutes of freaking out before they finally subdued him because he was falling out of the police car that they put him in. He said, I'm not trying to win. I'm not trying to win. I'm not trying to win. And then he has a massive heart attack because of the fentanyl, which is what killed him, according to the autopsy. It was He had no damage done to the neck. <laughs> the autopsy comes out, doesn't stop people from burning cities down, though, because they don't care about facts. They care about emotions. So those two stories are really similar. Because, and, and, and they're intimately connected because the Trayvon Martin story, which is a real thing that happened, but the story that you were told is fake, that particular story was the trigger that ignited the BLM group. And the George Floyd incident was really the, the pinnacle of the or the tip of the roller coaster. And now it's just been a downward downward slide from there. Those two cases, the beginning and the apex of the BLM saga. And now we know BLM took all the money and they bought houses in white neighborhoods and they're trained Marxists and they practice very dark witchcraft. And not my opinions. If you don't believe me, that's okay. Those are all facts. We know BLM can't be trusted now. Unless you're just totally living under a rock like Patrick and Spongebob, then you should should know that by now because it's even the mainstream media acknowledges that. So anyway, my point is this. Those two stories are they're things that happen, but they're fake narratives. They're real stories. Real things happen to these people, but the stories that are told about them in the media are fabricated. The stories told about Sandy Hook were fabricated. It doesn't mean kids didn't die. It doesn't mean somebody didn't do the shooting, but the information about what happened, what led to it, that is suppressed. The story is fake. The narrative is fake, but the event still happened. And you could apply that to anything. Here's another example. Social media doctors telling you to get a vaccine, social distance. Stand with Ukraine, wear a mask, stand with LGBTQ. A lot of them, and I don't mean this figuratively, they're not actual people. They don't exist. They're not real. They're stock footage, stock photos, Maybe CG, computer-generated AI, art, portraits. They're not real people. They don't exist. It's a fake, authoritative, expert narrative. Don't listen to them, though, because they're not real people. They are sock puppets. Somebody's running the accounts, but they're not real doctors. It's all made up. It's fake. Likewise, in Atlanta, saw protests, didn't you? You see all these protests in Atlanta, the violence that CNN once again said, oh, it's mostly peaceful <laughs> things exploding in the background. It's like that. It's like that SpongeBob episode where SpongeBob is learning to drive the boat. The uh, the news anchor, he's out there doing the re- reports on it. And the city's burning in the background and it gets run over by the car. SpongeBob runs him over. This reporter asks why. And you hear in the background, my leg. It's like the CNN CNN coverage of atlanta my leg oh my god i've been shot things blown up buildings collapsing it was, it was a peaceful protest it turned aggressive right so this is what happened quick recap bunch of young people 20 to 34 years old were camping at a site that was being uh i guess it was being it was a plan it was a planned site um uh, they were building a training center for police. A lot of money was going into it. These activists didn't like the money being spent on it, and they didn't like that it was a training center for police. It's basically what it was. They they called it a public safety training center. Maybe it was. I don't know. So the police, and this is according to the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, the GBI, the police go in, they clean out the campsites, they find Mortar style fireworks, edged weapons, pellet rifles, gas masks, blow torches, etc. Kind of ironic because these are environmentalists and they're camping essentially in the woods with blow torches. (laughs) And uh, they're nonviolent, but they bring edged weapons to assault police officers. And seven of the people were arrested during the raid, charged with domestic terrorism. Hope that they throw the uh, entire bookshelf at them, not just the book. And uh, they also have other charges pending against them. 20 to 34 years old, not a single one of them is a Georgia resident. Very strange how at a time when inflation is very high, gas is very high, flying on a plane is very expensive, you can afford to not have a job, buy equipment and weapons and things like that, and then just go camp indefinitely to protest the building of a place, a center for police in a city that you don't even live in, in a state that you don't even live in. That seems very strange to me. You'd expect at least maybe one or two of these people to be from, from the Atlanta area. I mean, maybe from Savannah. I don't know, another city in Georgia. But no, they're not. They're from somewhere else. So how did they get there? What motivated them to get there? And how are they being financed? How are they getting this money? Well, that's probably the way they got there. That's probably the way they were motivated. It was because someone's paying them to do this. Just like the anti-oil group. You know, just stop oil. Stop oil now. Which is funded by a oil tycoon's... uh, I think it's an oil tycoon's granddaughter. (laughs) Anti-oil group. To vandalize Van Gogh paintings. So it's a bunch of privileged young people that feel disenfranchised feel that they're not part of something so they go do this now the story gets gets violent because you know the protests occurred after the fact because a young activist named tort or tort uguita fake name an activist named tort who's non-binary, who uses they, it pronouns, who's LGBTQ, this young activist was killed by police. And the protests were meant to be a symbol of mourning the death of this protester. Do people normally mourn by throwing rocks at buildings and breaking windows and lighting off fireworks and People usually mourn that way. I don't know. I've ever I've never mourned that way. Have you ever mourned that way? Just an excuse to be violent. It's just a threat, is all that it is. It's terrorism. So this person who's non binary, name their name is their name is Tort, so that's a totally made up name. Non-binary, fake name. They identify as they it, they're LGBTQ, and they're an environmentalist. A lot of boxes are checked here, wouldn't you say? People were protesting. People were protesting that turned violent. Two kinds of protests, the camping protests and the protests in the city that turned violent. And this protester was killed. I don't dispute that the protester was killed. What I dispute is the official narrative of the story because the media told us this protester was killed for no reason by fascist pig cops. What they don't tell you is, number one, most of Atlanta is not white. If you're white in Atlanta, you're a minority. Most of the police force in major cities, isn't, they're not white. Like in Tucson, it's, you're not, if you're a white police officer, you're in the ultra minority. The other thing they're not telling you is the reason that Tort was shot and killed, the reason, the reason that the police killed him, is because he shot a state trooper. He shot a state trooper. Now, the media didn't tell you that because they want you to think that it was just evil police that killed this guy, which means, which means that what happened is not what the media told you. Therefore, it's a real story that the media took that inspired the media to write the fake story. Again, just like George Floyd, just like Trayvon Martin, it's not that this person didn't die. It's that their death, wrong or otherwise, their death is being used as leverage to advance a political agenda. Someone who actually died, a story that's real, but then that's used as inspiration to write fake stories to push political narratives. In other words, this tort person has been made a martyr in the same way that Trayvon Martin was made a martyr in the same way that George Floyd was made a martyr. Now, the people that are being made martyrs are not good people. I'm not saying the tort person was like George Floyd or Trayvon Martin, but these are not necessarily good people. The counterfeiters, drug addicts, violent criminals and not just violent criminals, but attacking pregnant women, gangbangers. These are not good people generally. That doesn't mean they deserve to be killed for no reason, but they're not good people. So if they're not good people, why would we, of of all people, why would we turn these people into martyrs? I mean, and for those of you who don't know what a martyr is, I assume assume everybody knows what a martyr is. A martyr is a person who's killed because of their religious or some kind of belief. In other words, Trayvon Martin must have been killed because George Zimmerman is an evil white racist who hates black people and wants to target innocent black kids to murder them. George Floyd must have been killed because evil white police hate black people. And although they didn't kill his friends, they decided to murder him on the spot, even though that didn't happen. And the autopsy said he died of fentanyl and he also tested positive for covid. He's the only person that tested positive for covid who didn't have who didn't die Of COVID-19. That's in the actual autopsy report. I've got a physical copy of it. It's unbelievable if you read it. Type in George Floyd autopsy PDF. You should be able to find it. So those are narratives that are spun. Two guys that actually died. Real stories. But they were inspiration for fake stories. That the media wrote. To paint these individuals. And the people that killed them as something other than what they really were no context checking off all the boxes white on black police on innocent black people even though if you're you're white you have a much more higher chance of being killed by police and also black people that make up 13 to 14% of the population also commit more than half of all murders so You can understand why a lot of police, which are not white in most major cities, tend to profile those individuals more so because they tend to commit more crimes. not saying black people do that. I'm saying that, in general, that community is responsible for more crimes. You can imagine why more people like that are arrested. Because they're usually committing more crimes. And they're usually arrested by police who are not white. So, they're creating a narrative. They're making stories up. It's fake. That doesn't mean people didn't die. The narratives and the stories they're making up are like religions. Racism. White on black. Police on innocent black people. These are religions to to activists. And when someone dies, when someone is killed by police, they become a martyr. So Trayvon Martin becomes a martyr. George Floyd becomes a martyr. Likewise, this tort person, they become a martyr. And you got to wonder, how is it that some 26-year-old activist who shot a state trooper, by the way, who identifies as queer, who's they it, not they them, who's non-binary, who's all these things, why this person who has... I mean, effectively, nothing to provide society, nothing to provide our culture, nothing to advance the human race and human civilization forward. Someone who's angry, and maybe rightfully so, to be objective, someone who feels disenfranchised, someone who wants to fit in, maybe someone who's just really miserable with their life, maybe someone who feels as if they don't have the self confidence to be a person, so they identify as an it they become non-binary, they're queer, they identify as whatever, they take on a new name, a new persona, they have multiple personality disorder, they need some serious mental health uh, analysis. How does that person become a martyr? Because they check off all the boxes, including they're an environmental activist and environmental activism, gender and sexual identity. These are religious beliefs. See how it works? Put all those things together. Doesn't matter if it's gender, sex, race, environmental issues. When those kinds of people die, just like Trayvon or just like George Floyd, whether it's police or some evil white guy who's not actually white, the media has to fake the story because it doesn't fit the narrative. So they have to create the narrative. That shows you that it's fake. Most hate crimes are fake anyway. But those people that die, because it fits the narrative, when the media spins the story, they become martyrs. They become martyrs. That's why you see p- paintings of George Floyd as if he's a saint. They deify these martyrs. They become saints. Same thing happened to this tort guy, or a girl, or... I mean, I, I believe by looking at them, it's this is a guy who's seriously brain damaged. And... They were killed, unfortunately, by police because they shot a state trooper. Not because they're queer, not because the police are racist. We don't even know the the race or the gender of the police that shot this person. But because they were a terrorist, because they were planning more terrorist activities, and because they shot a state trooper, that's why they they were killed. If the police were just totally barbaric, they would have went in and just torched the whole area and killed all the activists that which doesn't that doesn't happen in the United States. That might happen in a third world country. Doesn't happen here in the states. But once again, Trayvon George and Tort become martyrs because it's gender, sex, race, environment, social justice, all these things. Whatever it is, it could be a combination of them and it usually is. All these things make these people Martyrs, because they can be used as saints and deities to advance political agendas. But the story you're told is totally fake. The Lunar New Year shooting in Monterey Park, California, this is the Associated Press, reporting that a gunman Saturday night entered a ballroom, dance hall, and opened fire. This was last Saturday for reference. The gunman killed 10 people. And injured ten more. Shooting's pretty significant because it happened during the, the transition uh, into the year of the rabbit, or the year of the water rabbit. Doesn't start on January first, but it's generally the new year. It's the 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 moon, new moon, uh, the lunar new year. So they say they had no motivation that they could determine uh, to 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 tell the public what exactly happened, uh, why it happened. But obviously 10 people got shot, 10 people were killed, 10 more were injured. And this was in Monterey Park, California, which is largely a a Chinese-American city. So the media immediately responds by saying that whether there's motivation or not, the motivation has to be immediately, automatically, anti-Asian hatred. People that just go kill Asians to kill Asians, I... I don't think that's a thing, but they they tell you that that's a thing. It's anti-Asian hatred. Well, imagine their faces when authorities reported that the suspect was not a young white person who hates Asians. It was an old Asian man who killed those Asians. Once again, fake story. Doesn't mean people didn't die, but it's a fake story. Because what they told you happened isn't actually what happened. What they said was the motivation wasn't the motivation. A 72-year-old Asian man killed 10 people and wounded 10 more. And this was in a Chinese-American city. So is he, he hates Asians as well. He doesn't like his own people. It's like Jew, Jewish people. Like Jews, when they, they question you know, Israeli foreign policy, it's like, oh, you're a self-hating Jew. Really? They can't think for themselves? Maybe this man was, he hated Asians. He's self-hating Asian. No, in fact, what the media did when it came out that this person was an Asian and also 72 years old, is they said, people like this individual can be influenced by white supremacy even if they're not white. So, wow, even if you're not white... If whatever you are, you could be Hispanic, you could be Chinese, you could be whatever. Did you know that my white supremacy comes through this microphone, through the XLR, through the board, through my computer, through the Internet, through your headphones, through your speakers, and it makes you a white supremacist. And when you do something violent, I am responsible for it. Did you know that? That's what they're saying. The 72 year old Asian man who was supposed to be a young white conservative Trump supporter who put a Trump hat on and then shot people—they didn't actually say that, but that's where they always kind of imply and lead you to think. They said it was a uh, was white supremacy. Turns out it was an Asian man, and so they say, "Well, the Asian man can still be inspired by white supremacy." Really? You believe in a conspiracy that all white people with diverse backgrounds are involved in? a conspiracy to convince 72-year-old Asian men to go kill other Asians? What what, what is wrong with these people? But, you know, beyond that, (laughs) beyond that, what about all the anti-Asian attacks or the Asian, Asian, uh, what do they say, like Asian hate in New York City? Turns out, like, every single one of those attacks on an Asian person in New York City were carried out by black people. And remember what, what happened when that all that news came out? It was white people inspired the black people to do it. Really? So you're saying black people can't think for themselves? You're saying Asian people can't think for themselves? They're just killing other Asians? They're killing black people? They're killing their own people? Because white people are so evil? You're a racist piece of garbage. Anybody that promotes that. You're divisive and you are a threat to human civilization. You're a threat to society, culture, everything. Remember this, Trayvon Martin, George Floyd, they died. They weren't necessarily good people. Doesn't mean that they deserve to be killed. But in those particular instances, when you see the details, when you watch the police cam video, when you see the autopsy, these people did not die in the way that they told you they died or for the reasons. Trayvon Martin was shot, yes, but George Floyd didn't die because he he had his neck snapped by a police officer's racist knee. It's not what happened. But the Trayvon Martin story, they altered the police phone call, the 911 call. They altered the images. They selected certain images for Zimmerman and certain images for Trayvon Martin to make them look either more evil in the case of Zimmerman or less like a gangbanger in the case of Trayvon Martin. They fabricated the story. George Floyd's the same thing. They fabricated the story. They turned them both into saints. They turned them both into martyrs of the war on police And, of course, the war on Western civilization, the anti-white, anti-European, anti-American sentiment. And in the case of this tort person, non-binary, environmentalist, queer, they, it pronouns, someone who's just being used by the political establishment to advance a political agenda, this person was killed by police because they shot a state trooper and they also were turned into a martyr. They were turned into a saint as a result, so people thought it was just to go out and burn Atlanta down, burn the city down. Remember Bubba Wallace and the noose? It wasn't a noose. It was actually a pull-down rope for the garage door. Pretty sure all NASCAR garages have them. Remember the story of the actor in Chicago, 3 a.m., super cold outside? What did uh, Dave Chappelle call him? Juicy? Jusse Smollet. <laughs> Something like that. The, f- the French actor, José Smollet. Yeah, and they kept the noose around his neck. Totally fake. Made it up. Paid two Nigerians, I think. they Were, Niger- were they Nigerian? Paid two Nigerians to, st- to, st- to scam you. It's all fake. The, remember the poop swastika? It's, a, it's anti-Semitic. No, it was somebody that... It was a Jewish person who smeared feces on the wall. They said they were under attack by anti-Semites. <laughs> They're delusional. It doesn't happen. It's fake. It's made up. Doesn't mean... That people aren't killed or people aren't attacked, but the situations are leveraged to create martyrs because that's what they're doing. They're making martyrs and they're making the stories up, even if people actually die. If people actually are are um, are victims of of you know their 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 own hand, really. You know, you force police to kill you because you shot a police officer. And likewise, if we go back to the beginning of tonight's show to get some coherency here. I started out the show by talking about the PlayStation 5 being all digital. You won't own anything. There's no employees in the store when you go in. It's like three people working there last night when I went into one of the, one of the stores. And it, I, I can control myself, but I get kind of angry about it. And, and this is the world that Klaus Schwab said we're going to have a, an angrier world, more violence. You'll own nothing. You'll be happy and everything will be automated. You'll be made obsolete. So not only making a brave new world, they're making martyrs out of out of people and they're fabricating stories and they're turning everyday life into a religious experience that they can leverage your psyche your subconscious unconscious to control your behavior i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings this is my birthday weekend so i think we'll have a show monday but if we don't i'll have a replay a best of in the archive The thesecretteachings.info Thank you all so much for supporting the show and listening to the broadcast. Please subscribe, please buy a book. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. And we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Have a great weekend.